0: Hello, Luke Bug, the Geek of Steel Here, back with podcast number seventeen. And I'm joined with a very special guest today, someone who I've followed online for many years. And Jonathan, please introduce yourself.
1: Hello you for having me on the show. I'm Jonathan Bell, uh, or the Seattle Superman, whatever you wanna call it there. I mean, still really don't know how to talk about myself, but hi. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jonathan, that's that's good, um, but you're looking much better dressed than I am, I've got to say, so thank you for um, putting on the suit, the suit that I've seen you in so many times, and we will talk about that quite a lot on this podcast. I asked you um the other day, I said, um Jonathan, would you mind wearing the suit for the podcast, because it's being filmed as well, and you already had that in mind, so uh, thank you very much for you know, going above and beyond with your dress code today is, it is greatly appreciated.
1: (laughs) No problem. (laughs)
0: Um, So let's, let's talk about yourself for the people that don't know who, who should be following, following you online. How do you put yourself across on, on social media and the internet as we know it? Uh, Well, I'm
1: pretty much an artist and I, like to dress up in a Superman suit and do photography and different artwork wearing the Superman suit or sometimes it'll be a Superboy suit. But mainly just trying to take photographs and something with an S on it.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I do love both the suits. Um, your Superboy suit is, is spot on. I love that. And um, recently you've been dressing up in sort of an astronaut outfit as well, which I, I love that. That just looks fantastic. Oh, Where did you find the space helmet for that?
1: The space helmet I got off of eBay that was around eight hundred dollars.
0: Wow. That is that is dedication. <laughs> See myself, I would have just got a big goldfish bowl and just that's cheaper. I'm putting that on. That's much better. So when did it begin for you? You know, when did you first get yourself a Superman suit? Because it's this is not, you know, a store-bought suit. You can tell that just by looking at it.
1: Uh, I first got it in 2017. So about two years ago is when I first got the suit. And I started shortly after that, trying to take photos and everything. So I think I've only I've only had it for, I think, in October. Yeah, October of this year, it'll be two years since I've had it.
0: Two years. But, I mean, you know, it, it's lasted well for... <laughs> I don't think I've got a pair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of, I don't think I've got any clothes that have lasted over two years. So that's good. But so have you always been a question that I wanted to ask? Have you always been this artistic? You've got so many different platforms that you work on with photography and video and online presence. Have you been always been this creative?
1: I like to think I have been. Um, it first started when I was using Photoshop and I got into the computers and everything at a really early age. So back when Photoshop 7 was out, um, for those people that know about Photoshop, Photoshop 7 came out a long time ago. And that's where I first started using Photoshop. And then, then I got tired of kind of looking for, like stock photos or photos like that. So I decided to start taking my own photos and I got myself a digital camera in 2009. So I've helped set that for about 10 years now is when I started using the camera, so. And then other than that, with the video and everything else, I've always just tried to create kind of thing and see if I could get ideas or things out of my head in kind of a visual, tangible way. And, but yeah, so I, I think I've always I've always had that kind of Created whether it's with clothes or with uh, style or just anything. I mean, I used to learn. I used to play the piano when I was a child. I took piano lessons, but then I traded in that keyboard for a computer keyboard, <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest so, was history. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's you've posted. I mean, I've I think I've seen every one of your photographs in the suit and out of the suit and each one is even before you started using some really clever photoshop skills even your natural photographs were just awe-inspiring and the scenery that you've you find yourself in i mean i've, I've seen photographs in in the city sort of where you're, you're just walking around taking photographs and and then sort of in the middle of nowhere you'll just find this epic shot um when you first went out with a camera in the hopes of photographing yourself in, in your Superman suit, did you have any idea that you would be doing it for this long?
1: Yes, I did. Oh, that's what I wanted because to hear. this is the whole plan. Yeah, this is the whole plan all along. So um, yeah, exactly why I left uh, Texas to go move to Seattle and start doing this. So I did. I mean, this is going to be something that's going to go on for a very long time, if I can about it.
0: Oh, I'm very, very happy to hear that. Very happy. So let's talk a bit more about the suit. I mean, was it custom made for you?
1: It was. I. So here's the thing. I, as much as I like Superman, I never really wanted to get a, like, Christopher Reeves suit because I just didn't think that was something I could make look like realistic, you know, Mm -hmm. with the type of photographs that I had in my mind that I wanted to take. And so when Man of Steel came out, I was like, oh, now that suit I could totally see myself wearing, you know. And so when I moved to Texas, I literally looked online everywhere. I could try to find somebody to make a suit like this. I looked up fabrics. I couldn't find anything. I went to like every costume store in oh, between Oklahoma and Texas to try to find a suit. I went to every seamstress I could think of in Texas and in Oklahoma when I lived there to see if anybody could like sew something for me. And nobody, <laughs> nobody could do it. So eventually I just ended up just getting a sweatshirt with a cape on it and kind of trying to start practicing there. But it wasn't until I took my whole... Uh, Superman journey seriously uh, back in 2016-ish is when I found somebody on Etsy that made the suit. And that's when I reached out to him and got it an order. I mean, it's... it's You know, it's,
0: every time I see it, I'm looking at it right now and sort of get, getting lost in the fact that I'm talking to somebody in a fantastic man of steel suit. That moment when you thought, yeah, okay, I, I want to have... a have a go at this. This is something I'm determined to do. Was there a sort of a reason why you said, I want to be in the Superman suit? Did you sort of just have an, an epiphany moment? Or was it just sort of something that you you, you well, built I've up to? Wanted
1: to like, I, I kind of went to school for graphic design. And I kind of say kind of because I went to like a, like a trade school. So I got like a certified in graphic design. And I like showing off my creativity, but I don't really like doing a lot of creative stuff for companies or businesses that I don't like, you know, uh, find interesting or just, it feels like a chore when I have to do stuff that's like a chore, you know? So it wasn't until, I guess how this whole thing started was I was working at a railroad. I was working for Union Pacific in Texas and it was a a really good job. It it paid a lot of money, but I didn't really have a lot of free time to to uh, explore the creativity side of my of my life and I wanted to do a lot more with photography and I just had no time. So one day I was on a date. I was on my way to go pick up somebody on a date and on the freeway, I almost got into a really bad car accident. And miraculously, I, I didn't get into a car accident at all. And I say like almost got into a car accident, meaning it was like, Rush hour, and I was it's like six, four or five lanes, and I was going, and everybody like slammed on the brakes ahead of them, and I wasn't paying enough attention, so I slammed on my brakes, and in the process, so I did a one eighty on the freeway and was facing the other side of traffic, but I I did a one eighty across three or four lanes of traffic, without hitting any other cars in rush hour, and literally came within like two or three inches away from the center divider from both directions so after that yeah i was i I mean i should have been like in really bad shape but i didn't hit not another car not and and i just sat there for like literally five minutes till the police had to come and shut down the freeway so i could do another u-turn to get off of the freeway and that's and so after that that's when i decided i was like you know what I could have just died. You that's know? it. And, and two, I could have been, like, seriously, seriously injured to where I could have been, you know, paralyzed or a vegetable or something could have happened, like, majorly happened with that. Gosh, yes. And that's what. And that's when I decided that I should probably start doing what I want to do in life. And that's why I, I've always had, like, a thing for traveling and, like, Superman and, like, you know, just trying to be, like, a better person than I always am. So after I figured out that I should combine all those things together, that's when I decided to move to Seattle because I wanted to go live in the Pacific Northwest and have those type of outdoor backgrounds to take photos in the Superman suit. So I moved to Seattle to do that that's good. and ordered the suit and waited for it to come in so I could start shooting. Wow. And that's all that came about.
0: That's, I mean, I didn't know that about you. And when I was, I've, I've spoke about this in a podcast in the past, um, when I was 17, I got hit by a car. So I wasn't in a car, but it was a relatively bad enough accident where I was, I was in hospital for a while and it made me learn a lot about myself. And it was that time of my life when I started enjoying Superman more and realising the fact that that accident like yourself it could have killed me it could have left me in a very bad state of life so even though i was 17 at the time i still learned a valuable lesson that you only get one life to live so you might as well use that time being the best person you can be so it's a little bit odd that we both had a sort of a, a similar experience like that but i'm very glad that you uh you had dodged many many cars and are, and are here today talking to me in a superman suit that's that's very good so you had the suit designed it arrived how did you feel the very first time that you put it on
1: uh, i couldn't stop looking at myself in the mirror now. <laughs> it was it was such it was such a great it was such a great feeling um But to give you a little bit of backstory on that, so I I ordered the suit, and it was supposed to take about four to eight weeks to go, you know, 12 maybe the max. It took seven months for me to get. Ooh. So so that, in that period of time, like, um, so I moved, I, I landed in Seattle around January of 2017. I ordered the suit. In March, after I finally saved up the month, enough money to get it, because it, it was expensive, it was like $1,400, like 12, 12 or 13, $1,400 oh, wow. from there. So I, I finally ordered it. And guess like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the suit, and then it's gonna be here before summertime, and I'm gonna go out in summer and go to all these spaces and start like I was planning every single thing out. Well, because of all the other stuff on the other person's end and just stuff not falling into place because he outsourced stuff too. So he didn't get everything in time and this, this, so anyway, before I get too frustrated all over again, it took literally seven months. So I ordered it in March and I got it in October. So from that whole time period, it was me really learning a lot more about how to be patient with myself and patient with what I wanted to do. So I pretty much used that time to still research all the uh, photographic spots I wanted to go in Seattle, I um, researched a lot of other like cosplayers and like poses and was practiced doing a lot more self-portraits and like, jump levitation shots, even though I didn't have a suit. It was still stuff that I could practice when I got it. So when I finally got it and put it on, um, and, and plus I mentioned this before, but, so I moved to Seattle and I was in a van, so I van-liked it in Seattle the whole time. So I was doing all this from like a uh, like a 15 passenger kind of line band. So when I finally got the suit and put it on, it was at a state park in Seattle called. um, um, No, no, I forgot the name of the park, but. It was a state park bathroom that I had to put that I finally first put the suit on. So I'm I'm sitting there in the in like a you know in a bathroom in a state park in Seattle. Like I had to go, um, I had to get a towel out of my own car so I could wipe down the tile floor inside because I had to sit down because it was so tight. So I had to sit down on the ground and try to pull put on the shoes, put on the suit, you know. Um, so it, and I was just sitting there trying to get everything put on, and I finally finally stood up and looked in the mirror. And then, uh, you know how at parks, the mirrors aren't really mirrors. They're kind of like all foggy or they have oh. some different things. So I couldn't really see myself that well. And then I, I went out and kind of walked around with it to get a, feel, a good photo, you know? And that was a really good feeling. But then I had to find somebody to help me put all the trim on because it came with all the trim off of it. And I had to super glue it on to myself. So I found a lady, um, that owned an artist space and she's like a seamstress in Seattle. So I asked her like, if I give you some money, can you please put this super glue, these things on? And she did. And then after that, when I looked in the mirror, I was like, well, now this is all coming together. Yes. Like, awesome. And, and that was, that's when I was like, I can't believe I actually have this. <laughs> suit. So it all came together.
0: But I mean, and that is it. I mean, I was, I've I've seen sort of the photographs that you, you bring it to life and you think, oh well, he's photoshopped some of that suit. It can't it can't be that accurate, it can't be that screen accurate. But it is, and I mean it's it's those photographs where you genuinely look as if you're flying. And I mean, how long did it take to, to master that look of not only taking a photograph by yourself in some quite dangerous locations but just learning and sort of you must have jumped in the air thousands of times to, to master that look. And that, that is it. It, it. it looks effortless. It looks like you are, you know, on strings, so to speak.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Uh, um, well, I started taking photos like that back in 2011 when I was first, when I was practicing like normal clothes, I would do that. But once I got to see it, it was a whole different ballgame, you know, um, but by then, I think the easiest thing, and this is just some tips, is to learn how to jump without jumping with your shoulders. And it's mainly I'm jumping with my knees and my feet. because, And that's how it looks effortless, because when you jump like this, you can tell you're <laughs> like that, you know. But when you jump with your knees or your feet, then your whole upper body is more relaxed. Okay. So that's why, that's why you don't ever see me, like, you know, unless I'm doing one of these things. But... You know how people jump and they're like, uh, you know, that's, that's why you could tell, like, they look stiff and they're not relaxed. But when you jump with your knees, your whole upper body generally isn't as tensed up. And that was something I learned. And that just like you said, I would just stand in front of the camera and just jump and jump and jump and jump and jump and, jump and see where how like look at all the different parts of my body to see how it I could affect it, you know. So is it at on- first it was like 10 second camera. timer, so I, that was a ten-second timer. So it would be, I would, I would set my phone, with the camera, push the button. And I have to have to count out in my head. If I hear the beep go off from the camera, and then I would have to jump to where I think the camera would go off in whatever from the jump to the back down. So yeah, it was a bunch of just out practicing a lot (laughs) trying to trying to now i mean i've gotten good enough to now i could do it maybe like 20 times to where i think something's actually good enough as opposed to like you know 50 to 60 times beforehand
0: can you remember the sort of the first photo where you you knew you just nailed it so that's it that was the look that i've been working for
1: yeah, there was one where I took it in, uh, I think it was my first levitation shot It was like in a forest that I took. I mean, I'm looking at it, back on it now and I still know there were things that I don't like about it, obviously. Mm. But that's just like every artist you know. But that was the first one where I knew that was like going to be. It was like this sum of everything that I was trying to work for in the Pacific Northwest. And it's this is photo of me in between like, you know, a typical P N W uh, Pacific Northwest road with like green trees around and I'm just jumping in the middle of it. And that was, that was like, I'm doing it. That was my, like, I'm doing it moment.
0: This is, and that's it. I mean, you've, you've been every, well, I mean, America is a big place. I've not, I've not visited all of it. I want to one day, but you managed to go to lots of different locations where you can just get all different types of geographical landscapes. And some of the, the photographs you're taking now, it looks like you're on Mars some of these like really rocky terrain and yeah. you a lot of these places you go out well it's mainly by yourself isn't it this is this is a one-man band this is what another thing that i find just so amazing about you is you haven't got digital designers you've not got a photographer you've not got a costume guy on site this is all sort of things that you have you've learned as you've progressed as an artist and that's something that i've learned well look at what he's done here look at that one little technique that he's changed and it can make a whole different type of piece of art and that is um it's very motivating and i try to sort of better myself with each new post and and as you said sometimes you do go back and think i didn't like what i did there and i don't like the way that i did that and you and you learn from past mistakes but you need to slow down man because you're making the rest of us look really bad <laughs> <laughs> you've got to start with it it's. it's i mean because obviously you know you're, you're you've got a job this is you know a side hobby for you it's a it's clearly a a project of passion that shows because every time that it's, it's happened a few times now that I remember it happened one big time where you just blew up on Twitter and you became. You became a trending tweet, and you became a a moment. And I was like, look, this! I I know this dude. Look at him. He's on the front page of Twitter. And people were just, I was so happy that people on even a wider scale were seeing your artwork and seeing what you were doing in the Superman suit because it was just amazing. But how did it feel to have all those eyes on you from all around the world? Because there were a lot of retweets happening
1: it was it was pretty pretty surreal like i and the thing is like i was at the gym when i posted those four photos and it was like i was trying to make myself get better at using twitter so consistently for that whole year and that happened last september mm. so i would just like from january until september i was trying to you know be more active on twitter and and tweet as much as i kind of can but you know you yeah, have some days you're like eh, i'm not going to mess yep. with that <laughs> some days you're not. Well, that day I was in the gym and I was like, you know what? I really need to put, I really need to post something on Twitter today. So I put those four photos up there and I posted it. And I mean, I went, I don't know what the heck happened, but when I went to bed, it was like nowhere near anything. I must have skipped a couple continents and then came back around full circle. Oh, yeah. I woke up in the morning, it was totally different than than when I went to bed. So, it and it was just so surreal to see that just going off like all the whole day, oh yeah, no it was... so I feel like it was it was something else, so um yeah, the numbers yeah, I, were just... I still can't believe that happened.
0: The numbers were going up and up and up, and I had the sort of surreal thought in my head. it was like, well, it's like Superman has actually come to earth, and people are seeing him and sharing these first images of Superman around the world, but just on Twitter, but it's images like that that. You've become famous for, but it's not only that that goes along with it, it's also your your positivity and your strong you know you're very vocal about your strong positive mental health online and that is something that the world needs more of, and you do it in such a fantastic way, but in a Superman suit, which just makes me so proud to be a Superman fan when I see someone acting so accordingly online and in real life. So I'd like to say thank you for that from the bottom of my heart because it means so much to see someone acting like Superman whilst looking like Superman. So thank oh, you for that. Thank you very much. It means a lot. But it's it's every every post I think you post about whether it be sort of a few lines of poetry or a positive thought to go along with a very hard-hitting image. you You're very good at lifting people up through your photographs and is that something I mean when I'm having a bad day I, I myself try to be a little bit more positive in the hopes that more positive feelings come my way and is that something that you've felt happens when you're acting that way because I mean I know I know we all get bad days from time to time
1: yeah that, I mean I do have have those bad days too um, and I think it's just I think that's why I like Superman in the suit so much is because it's just like something to like kind of look forward to or aspire to be, and also it's just um, I guess it's just like a lot of I try to use a lot of my life experience, even though I mean I'm I'm not old I'm relatively young, but mm. I have been through like you know some different things here and there, and I try to use that experience to to relate how to be more positive like for instance one of one of the things that i'm a big advocate on is like journaling and so that's one of the things that i try to do a lot when or like if people are having really bad days i think my, my number one thing i always tell people when i could have a bad day is to write it down and journal it
0: i do and then i've learned from you
1: then, <laughs> yep and then just set a reminder like a month later to look at it again and see how how different it is to look at what you thought caused such a bad day i mean everybody bad days are there's like traffic bad days and then there's like somebody dying bad days yes and there's and, and there's completely difference but we still learn from every single experience you know we could if my mom were to die tomorrow it would it would be horrible but if i looked at it from a year from now, me writing that down, I would be in a different mindset and how I processed and handled everything than when I actually, you know, legitimately wrote it down from first hearing the news or how I would react, you know, within the first couple of days. You know what I mean? And so I, I say that to say, like, there's a lot of things that, like, perspective is another thing, too. I mean, I'm out here in the middle of nowhere, Montana, you know, where I, I'm working for a, a railroad again as an independent contractor. And I'm out here. It's like 95 degrees with with like a 60 percent humidity index. You know, there's like nobody around. It's like a town of like five thousand people, you know, yeah, and and it's we- just like it's 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 boring but i'm out here because i'm making money to do more of the stuff that i want to do in the long term exactly and i say the word yeah and i say the word perspective because like i remember like on new year's i was just so like why am i here and i got to go to work on new year's and it's so boring and i come downstairs because i'm living in a hotel here as part of the contract i go downstairs and they have the news on and um you know, this that last night, like somewhere in some part of the world, a whole apartment building like collapsed because yeah. of an earthquake or some shit mm. or something, you know. And so I'm just like, yes, that sucks, you know, and it was horrible and it didn't happen to me. And whatever I it's just whatever I was going through is certainly pales in comparison, oh, goodness, yes. you know, and even though like and a lot of people might argue like, well, it's them and not you. But I mean that's the whole thing about having a perspective. That's all what that whole sentence means. So mm. that's another thing too, is like, you could think you're really, really having like a bad day. And then you really put it in perspective. It's like, are you really having a bad day? Or are you <laughs> that's <just> it. Annoyed. <laughs>
0: that is it. And that's, I've, I mean, I think in my, one of these drawers somewhere near me, I've got journals that are just filled with rambles and rants and, and, those days when you're just feeling a little bit down in the dumps, and I would go, I would normally go to my my favourite place, which is my local coffee shop, I'd go with a book and a pen, and I'd just write down a lot of the things that are bothering me, and a lot of the things that I should be very, very thankful for, and normally the things that I'm thankful for outweigh the bad, but, you know, you can't always have the good without the bad, but coming from something you said i I do go back and and read past journals just to see um if my handwriting has improved it never has um but my problems over the years have seemed i would find that the problems that i write about now aren't as serious as i would write about before i'm i'm finding more positive things to write about than negative which is um something that I'm I'm happy to be in a place where I can I've got some very good people around me who are able to help me on those bad days, and following following accounts like yours that show that there is good in the world helps you get through those bad days. And um, you posted your one of your things that you started doing on your stories recently, where you have a sort of an anonymous. Therapy session for your followers, where people can just talk about something that's going good or talk so, or something bad, but talk openly and not be judged, and you try and give your best possible advice that you can give and it's you know it's it's like Frasier in a way you've got this platform that you've used marvelously in your Instagram stories where people sometimes reveal some quite serious instant like sort of a lot of issues with some serious mental health but you're there and and you help them through that the best way that you can so instagram to some is is a very silly app but in situations like this you've used it to a fantastic advantage where you are reaching out to people that might not have somebody to reach out to so Another thing, like I'm fanboying right now because I'm finally talking to you and letting out all these feelings. But it's not a small thing that you're doing. This is a big deal for people. So I really hope you realize that. I know you get a lot of positive feedback for the things that you do online. But that Instagram stories, I'm very grateful that you started that. So thank you for that. And I mean, I'm sure you've you've met some great friends through that. But why did you, um? why was that something you started?
1: That was one of the ideas that I wrote down in Seattle. And it originally started with something that I wanted to do in real life. I wanted to um, either go to like colleges and campuses and like set up two chairs and I'll sit in one and then like have a sign that says, you know, free listening in another chair, and I wanted to just sit in a chair in the suit and kind of just talk to whoever wanted to sit down and like, you know, kind of banter or talk. That was one of the plans I had for Seattle, but as we said before, I didn't get my suit till long after I was hmm. thought I was going to get it, and then by the time that I did get it, get it, and then try to catch up with all the other ideas I had, and then I ended up here in Montana. So there's nothing to do here in Montana really in a small little town I'm in to do what I had originally thought. And a friend of mine suggested to me, he's like, well, why don't you do it? Because it's, it's like when they first came out with those uh, question stickers for the stories. He's like, you know what you could do is just do it on the stories with the question thing. And I'm like, you know what, that's probably not a bad idea. So um, he uh, Put that idea in my head and then that's how I made up the whole template and everything and kind of put it to how I wanted it to work. But that's how that whole thing came about.
0: And it's yeah, it's it's worked. It's I mean it's definitely progressed into something much more fancy you've even got your own sort of little intro video now where you you come on in the Superboy suit you've got the headphones on there's some mean synth sounds coming through and i'm like yeah he's plugging in the headphones i was like man this dude needs to make some content this is this is too good but something like that you you are able to make your own with those little tweaks and these you too well you obviously you watch a lot of YouTube, but you also make YouTube tutorials now as well. I've I've tried watching some, failed miserably, but it's it's learning, and I'm I'm finding more things to sort of to improve the quality of my content. So um, it's it's I'm just amazed with all what you can do. I, I've seen some of your Instagram stories. You were talking about working on the railroad, and it's incredible weather conditions we don't get weather like that in england we get about an inch of snow and the whole country just shuts down but you showed some videos where you were sort of just in some your beard was frozen dude you had like white. you look you had a little bit of kingdom come going on there i thought yeah he could work with that that was but you know when you're out there doing those in working in extreme conditions does that sometimes help your creative mind flow? Do you get into a sort of into a Zen place? Uh,
1: it makes me realize that I'm out here to further my Superman stuff. So yeah, I guess in that way it, it does because all I'm thinking about is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it does yeah it, it doesn't look like it easy work on my toes and helps me not take what i'm doing here for granted for sure
0: but that's it but i mean that's another way that i sort of i related you to superman it was that moment where he decides to you know to to walk off to the fortress of solitude to find his purpose to find his moment of what he's why he's here and you know you're doing that i mean and We all have the odd days where we don't want to get out of bed and go to work. And you've mentioned that in your sometimes very open Instagram stories. But you realise why you're doing it. You've got a game plan. You want to photograph more. You want to find out more about yourself through your creative adventures. And you've already had, you know, quite in comparison to my life and many other people's lives, at real adventures, sort of you know this van life is something that i've i 've never heard of before following you on instagram, and it 's something that does happen out there and the thing about England is it 's not that big of a country. you could drive from top to bottom in about a day and a half, but van life in America is you know you could you can literally see the country in your van and and what made you you know decide to go from living in a in a nice safe and secure home to, to living in a van where, you know, I saw it as your, your mobile fortress of solitude. You've got this, you've got this place that's just for you out on the road. When did that come about?
1: That came about after, like, that was one of the things I thought about doing after, you know, that near car crash. Mm. And when I was trying to figure out how I was going to put all this stuff together, I figured the easiest way for me to do that was to, not be attached to an apartment because i knew like the railroad that i worked at before that i quit that was my career job that was like a uh, you know 75 eighty a year job so i had money in a place but i knew that if i wanted to to have time to do this i i couldn't go back to another career job
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so i knew because i just want to have the time and so I figured if I wasn't going to get a career job, that means that I wouldn't have enough money to afford rent in Seattle without roommates. So I knew that I wanted to, you know, do the photographs, do the Superman stuff, and travel around. So I figured the best way for me to do that was to find, like, a throwaway job, quote unquote, and live in a van so I could get gas money and spend as much time and focus on getting this off the ground, the whole Superman thing. And that's why I decided to go the van route because I haven't paid rent in, like, three years mm. so, you know. But at the same time, it's living in a van, you know. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's, it's
0: like, at the end of the day, you are still living in a van, yes. But how, how did you make it a home?
1: Um, it's just, like, I, I don't know. I think I've always kind of been been used to not a lot of permanent things in life you know so going from from a home to an apartment to like you know motel to a van it's all kind of things that I've kind of learned earlier in life that there's not a lot of permanency to things so. Mm. You know, anywhere could be in my home. Honestly, like I've been in this hotel room for a year now, and this feels like my home. You know, <laughs>
0: well, you've made it. I mean, sometimes you say sort of a, you'll throw up a behind-the-scenes photograph of, of your hotel room because it fascinates me, sort of living in a hotel room in a in sort of in a very different part of America, but you've got your setup. I think one of the first things you did was you went out and bought yourself a PlayStation 4. I was like, he's got this, he's got his own little entertainment setup. And then he's got a section of his room for photo shoots. And I was like, you've learned to use room very well. And that's obviously probably going from living in a van. You don't need a lot of space. You've managed to sort of use your your room very well. And I thought, yeah, this is... I thought, how's he going to live in a hotel room for this amount of time? But you've done it. But because you've got this game plan of where you want to be. Because you've travelled around quite a lot. And I'm I'm, I'm always, I can remember seeing some photographs and you had this rule where if you were on the street and someone asked for a selfie with you, you were like, you can take a selfie, but I've got to take a selfie with you as well. And I love that. It's so inclusive. You're not just out there saying, don't bother me. I'm, I'm taking photographs sort of thing but I know that um, you've had some moments when you've been out in the middle of nowhere and it's quite frustrating, but you've set your shot up, you're there looking majestic as you can be, and then a van turns up and it just, <laughs> it just starts <laughs> taking pictures. Because you're in these really remote locations, though, and some, they look to be quite dangerous. I'm, I'm, sometimes I'm quite tempted to say, Jonathan, you're being <laughs> dangerous now. I think there was a clip about a month ago where you nearly slipped down a rock in the middle of nowhere and you were by yourself and i thought jonathan be safe (laughs) have you had many close calls like that where you've been out on your own
1: uh i've i've uh there's a one thing i could be a daredevil with a lot of things but the one thing that i won't be a daredevil with is is like photography and you see like in the news, there's a lot of people that have died this year from yes. standing too close to a cliff, or from like you know not paying attention to what they're doing, trying to take a photo, or like um, getting too close to animals. So yeah. there are some things that you know are have been genuine accidents of me not really realizing how like wet or slippery the ground is. But I won't, I won't because of that, I won't like go up to a uh, like. To the edge of a cliff, like I think the one that you're talking about. When I was, I was walking down, and it was muddy because it had just rained, and I had no idea it was that slick. <laughs> so when I started walking down, I think it was yeah. My
0: shoes just. <laughs> you were, I think, um, did you have a, some drone footage? Didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> look, he's got some fancy, footage. <laughs> footage. some fancy drone footage. Where's this gonna go? And you thought would just slip down the rock a bit. I was like, no, this could be like the worst. I decided to turn around. I'm like, glad. I I'm glad right you decided around. that. But weren't you somewhere recently? And was there, um, was it uh, mountain lions or something like that? Sort of, or, or was it a bears?
1: Um, yeah, so when I, I did go to Saskatoon and I went all the way, I drove about seven or eight hours all the way north to go to uh, this, this uh, state park, or I guess it's Canada, so I should say province Park, called Prince Albert in Saskatoon, in um, Saskatchewan. Oh and the first 2 minutes I drive in I see a black bear and then like in the next 20 minutes I see a little brown bear cub eating on the oh ground so I thought to myself like there is no way I'm going to get out and there's like <laughs> I'm looking at the pamphlet and it says there's like moose everywhere and like and wolves and this and that and I, you know like I say, like, I'll, because when I'm setting up my camera, I'm like looking at the stuff. I'm trying to, you know, I'm looking at my phone through the viewfinder, trying to see how I look. I'm trying to get the shots. And when I, as soon as I hook that camera up, I am not in my surrounding area. You mm. know, I'm like focusing on what I have to do. And that's why I was like, the last thing I need to do is like, notice there's a moose behind me in one of my... <laughs> <laughs>
0: a couple, couple of black bears or a mama bear just looking at you. I think, oh, that boy looks good. <laughs>
1: So that time, I just didn't even, I did not even get out of the car for that trip. And then um, the mountain lion ones, I guess like they had where I go down here in Glendive, they had just cut a bunch of the trails. So they just, they found a mountain lion den there. And that's when they put that sign up and I was like, man, I was just here. Cause that's it, funny cause my coworker sent me that photo because he went, I went there in the morning and didn't see the sign at all. My co went down there because I told him that he should go there one day to check it out. And he sends me that sign that says the mountain lions are there. And I'm looking at it like, wait, I was just over there that <laughs> same morning. But because I had my camera, I was trying to like take all these photos. I totally didn't pay attention. So hmm. that's one of the things that I need to start doing in state park areas, at least, is research paying <laughs> attention to the signs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, other than the dangers of, of interacting with some serious wildlife that we just don't get in England. Um, how, have you ever had any sort of negative interactions with members of the public? Because you're, you're a confident character. Some, another thing that I admire about you, you've got this this grace and charm to you that I'm sure wouldn't come off in a negative way. But has anybody else sort of saw that opportunity to come up to you and give you any grief at all?
1: Uh, it happened. I mean they don't really say it to my face, more kind of like shouting from a distance. Yeah. Or like in, the, in <laughs> You're a big lad, so
0: I'm not I'm not gonna mess with Superman, that's the thing.
1: Uh, but I mean like I've had somebody like most recently somebody called the police that on a on a wildlife refuge when I went there. And just to report that it, it was suspicious to see somebody get out of a van in a Superman suit with a camera, you know?
0: Yeah, but and I they... mean, you're not exactly <laughs> inconspicuous, you know? <laughs> People are going to remember seeing a dude walk around in a Superman suit. If you were planning a heist, you're wearing the wrong outfit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it was a wild life So we're like literally in the middle of nowhere. and yeah. it's like It's like a trail that you could drive all the way through and you know, they have uh, little stops where you could, like, get binoculars and, like, see everything. So it's like there's a lake there. And it was actual, an actual employee that worked for that place that was working called the police instead of just coming up and asking me what I was doing. Um, and that was, like, the most recent thing. But, no, usually when I'm out in, like, cities doing stuff, people either – I'll just either catch people, like, taking photos of me trying to be so nonchalant, like, I can't see them, you know? <laughs>
0: It's all that stuff. I've seen that before. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Uh, but you know what? It was when I went to London, I went to London wearing this thing. and uh, I know. I, I, one
0: of my biggest regrets was not knowing you <laughs> at that time in your life. Because I would have been in London in a shot.
1: But it was funny seeing people on the tube because they don't know that there's glass behind them, right? So I'm like standing, holding on to a pole and there's people sitting down and they're trying to like take a photo of me. But I could see myself in their phone from the glass behind them on the, on the tube, you know? So I'm like, you guys need to be more slick.
0: <laughs> That's the thing. I think I've tried to take a sly photograph once. I think it was a guy in a really awesome Superman shirt. So I was like, being really sly. I was like that the flash went off i was like no i was like how do you even hide that but then we ended up talking and he was like he told me where he got the t-shirt from and that's the thing if people come up to you and had a chat about why you were there in a superman suit they would get to know more about you and the fact that this is such a fun thing that you are doing and an expressive thing so you've been to london in the suit which i've seen some photographs of that and it was wonderful where else have you been wearing that suit taking photographs
1: uh just pretty much america and and london um i can't really remember. yeah i i went to puerto rico in may but i didn't have the suit with me because it was okay. out getting repaired okay uh,
0: so if but
1: pretty much yeah
0: if you could go anywhere in the world and and sort of have have a week's photograph, photo shoot, where would you go?
1: I want to go to Scandinavia. I would love to go to Scandinavia for like a week or a month and just go to all those beautiful places and and like get a bunch of drone, awesome drone footage and photographs all over there in a suit. And (laughs) it would be cool too when the astronaut thing that I have, Yes.
0: I mean, there's a, lot, there's a lot of sort of um, black earth and ash places and black sand, which would just look so intergalactic. But they've got lots of natural beauty there as well. So get to Scandinavia. It's, it's, but I mean, I think it's probably, you know, you're a guy that doesn't necessarily live on the edge, but you've got a game plan. So let's say it's it's a far way down the line. Where would you see yourself in five years' time?
1: Five years, hopefully, and a uh, making money somehow being creative by all the stepping stones that I'm trying to do with the Superman stuff. Um, that's why I'm like, trying to put myself in these situations right now to work because in the age of social media, we have a lot of opportunities to, to make money yes. doing what we want to do. It's just a matter of being consistent enough and actually wanting to or how much you're willing to, you know, try to go that extra mile to do things and so that's why that's like one of the reasons why i started this whole thing in the first place i'm like i it's not going to be easy like i said i've already had to suit for almost two years now i haven't made not one cent off of it at all but it's a long game you know it's a long run of of doing everything collectively and you know i would be i probably would have quit by now if i was trying to like you know make X amount of money by like in a year or hmm. do this and like, you know, because that's like a short term way of thinking and you could get really frustrated when things don't seem to go your yes. way. But because I have <laughs> because I have such a long term goal for what I want to do, I realize that it takes time. So hopefully like in the next five years I could have, you know, at least a little bit of money coming out of this that I could actually say like hey, I you know, I'll put some money to what I actually did. Um, that would be a nice thing to start was just seeing if I could get like a sponsor or uh, work with it. Even if I ended up working with a brand or a company that I really like and made money from, that would be a win also. That's it. But
0: I I like the fact that you're looking into the integrity of it though as well. Not just this company wants to give you money to do the thing that you love. You want to work for a company that you can be proud to be a part of, which is, you know, that's good. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, been doing blogging now for a few years it started just off as a little hobby just another social media platform and then one year I was like okay let's let's see how far I can take it how I can how far I can push the boundaries of what I'm capable of creating but also leaving comfort zones because that's something that I've really done in the last couple of years and I've gotten a lot out of it some people assume that I'm I'm being paid and I'm I was like no, I'm really not. <laughs> I've still got the day job. Only an hour ago I was still at work and I was like got to leave now. I've got to go and talk to Superman on the internet. People were like what <laughs> what are you talking about? That's my... and I've I've been in some fantastic situations where, that have come from the blog work, but it's I have to sort of realize that I've become in those positions for the work that I've put into it. And I completely agree where you say, you know, it is it's a long, it's the long run because these things don't just happen overnight. People, you know, I've sent out hundreds upon hundreds of emails over the years and, and never got one single reply. But the one time that I did get a reply from a company was like, okay, now is my time to shine and impress this person in the hopes that I could impress someone else. So I I could admire the fact that in five years, you know where you want to be, but you're not just expecting that situation to fall in your lap. You are aware of there's a lot of hard work involved. And there is. I mean, we can, internet is luckily for us, a very easy way for us to connect with other people. You know, I, I've been following you for years. I mean, we've, we've, we've talked online, but this is our first time having a, like a proper chat. Ten years ago, we still could have had this chat, but not many people would have known about it. You know, probably a little AOL, little chat room sort of thing somewhere. But (laughs) as you said, there are opportunities now for people to earn money by following their passions, which is fantastic. You know, I mean, there's things like Patreon. There's these sort of Kickstarter websites and all things like that, which some people feel I, I I've felt it in the past that it's almost like asking for a handout, but if you create something for someone that is willing to to help you fund that, then it's you know it's all actions go sort of thing. So I think from what I've seen your work progress and improve over the years is that in five years you could do anything that you put your mind to. Because you've got the talent, the determination and, and the charm to take it as far as you want. I, I could see you, say, at a, a Comic Con or, a, or a, just a, some sort of place where you could teach people about arts, creating, media, social branding and marketing. Because over the years you've learned all these tips and tricks by yourself so i'm sure you can put your mind to that because it was recently i'd like you to talk a bit more about it um someone asked you for advice about not just posting on one single platform you need to spread out as to as many platforms as possible not just instagram or facebook or youtube you've got to. Because some people don't like one platform and other people don't like another. And I, and I took that to heart and you know I started using Twitter more and, and YouTube and Facebook because there are platforms out there that we need to take advantage of. So thank you for that piece of advice because that, that's given me more work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're welcome, but you know now more people could see your your interview with Zachary Levi and everything, and all these different platforms. That is so awesome. When I saw that, I like I was like, wow! I, I could was not a, believe uh, it. That was so flippin' awesome.
0: I still don't believe it. I, I'm still pinching myself today. The um the movie comes out in a couple of weeks over here on DVD. So I'm thinking I'm, I might have to already start going back and doing throwback Thursdays for that because it was. It was a pinch-me moment. I, I, I knew that I was... um I, I got promoted... Uh, well, asked by Warner Brothers UK to sort of do some promotion work for it. And DC Comics asked me to make a little sort of top five facts about Shazam. And I was like, oh, I could really di- dive deep into sort of some really bizarre trivia. But I thought, no, I'll keep it simple. I won't show how incredibly nerdy I really am. But then they, they asked me, yeah, do you want to um interview Zachary Levi? And I was like by email and they were like no on camera i was just like oh (laughs) and and it was that it was last year definitely and and the beginning of this year was for me to sort of creep out of comfort zones and for years i've been behind the camera and and very comfortable being there i wasn't my face wasn't online i really wasn't sort of putting myself out there to the world and in that situation i was like well i'm kind of gonna have to you know, people are gonna people didn't know that I was called Luke for the longest time. It was just the geek of steel. So now, yeah. And I was at London and they said, Look, you've you've got a few questions planned. Can you have a chat for five minutes? And I was like, I think so. <laughs> I tried, I just, you know, faked it till I made it sort of thing. But it was yeah, it was um it was a crazy moment for me. Sort of coming back to work was was hard. That next week after that. Because a lot of people at, at my work, um, when I'm not doing the blog stuff, I work in an optician's. So I'm like, I'm repairing glasses. I'm telling, teaching people how to use contact lenses. And then I came back into work the next week, and they were like, um, "Do you know Zachary Levi?" I was like, "I don't know him, but kind of." <laughs> and it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was a one, definitely one of my highlights in in my blogging career, but something that only. Push me forward to to new adventures and learning more about myself. Just like yourself, you know, you only really learn more about what you are capable of when you try. When you try new things, whether it be learning a new language or, or learning a new photograph style, you know, it's um, it was, it was a good moment for me. It's I, I'm not I'm, I don't take compliments well. And being sort of, you know, in that situation where people said, oh, you did a really good job. Well done. It was hard for me because I, I look back at the video and sort of for the first 10 seconds, I'm just like a nervous, jiggly wreck. I'm, like, I, I'm speaking really quickly. And then in my mind, I'm thinking, right, first of all, slow down. He's American. You're English. You've both got very different dialects. But in that moment, speaking with Zachary, um a lot like yourself, he's got this these calming tones and I found myself slowing down and then we started talking more and all the questions that I had in my head luckily came out in the correct order and made sense and we managed to talk about the film and he talked about like 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 we do ourselves, the importance of positivity online and how we should always treat each other with the utmost utmost respect and even we sort of we talked about trolls and even the fact that we call them trolls is, is a negative statement and he said you never know what that person that is typing a mean comment is going through they could be having a really rough time and just them venting the fact that they don't agree with your opinion is their way of escaping a bad situation so it was a moment for me where I was I got to meet a fantastic celebrity and Shazam, but learn more about myself and, and the industry. So yeah, thank you. I can remember you, I, I I got back to my hotel room very late that night and you sent me a message saying, dude, well done. You, you spoke with Zachary Levi and I was like, Oh, Superman's giving me a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's meeting people like yourself and other bloggers and artists and this little sort of, family of creative people it's it makes the internet a a better place there are some nasty sides to the internet and i'm very grateful that you know i choose to surround myself with people that want to make a a better impact and and sort of better content so for you this man in a superman suit who just put it on one day i i am thoroughly grateful for the work that you've done and, and the work that you will do. So thank you very much for your time on my podcast today. You've, um, Thanks for having me. I no, really it's, appreciate it. I, I need you to come back on. We've this we we've already... We're, we're about an hour. But yeah, we've got a lot more to talk about. I want to talk more about your your life before and after the suit, so to speak. Um, Would you ever consider a new suit? I know you've got the Superboy suit, which is fantastic. And you've got the Man of Steel suit. Are there any other suits out there? Not necessarily Superman, but suits that you want to own one day.
1: Yes, actually, I just ordered one this Ooh. morning. That's <gasps> something.
0: Ooh, <laughs> exclusive. Can you tell me, or is it a secret?
1: It's it's not a secret. So I I've wanted to do a... Um, so my list of superheroes is like Superman... Uh, Superman, Shazam... Yes, boy. <laughs> uh, but anyway... So, I'm uh, actually, getting a, a Green Lantern suit.
0: Well done. That's see, but again, that's just another fantastic, positive attitude superhero. So yeah, that's going to be awesome.
1: Green Lantern is my is my second favorite. So, for the longest time, I was trying to figure out how to combine the Superman with the Green Lantern and like do a um, like a mashup suit. But Ooh. everybody that I either emailed or they were just like oh you know maybe we can maybe we can't and all this other stuff so i was just like you know i forget the customization one i'll just find somebody that has just a plain john stewart you know green lantern that way i won't keep that way i won't keep postponing it and postponing it you know because i wanted to find one that could make like an emblem that was green with the green lantern in it you know and like have a green cape and like a black suit but Nobody could do it, so I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'll, eventually I would like to have it, but for now, it's like I know i can getting close on time, but I'm gonna, try, I'm gonna talk about this thought process. So, the Super no, please do. Superboy only came out. The Superboy only came because I really love like the cyberpunk and vaporwave aesthetic and everything, and I wanted to see how I could combine that with. Superman, but I knew it wouldn't work with this MLS suit how I wanted it to work. Hmm. So, that's when I realized, like, if I got the 90s Superboy, that's really, like, the whole cyberpunk 80s vibe kind of deal, and that's why I went in that direction. That's the only reason why I had the Superboy suit, so I could do that whole cyberpunk element. And so, with the Green Lantern, I want to try different art styles with the ring and how I could practice a lot more, like, Photoshop with, like, putting different things in like photos and stuff and practicing like drawing and more of like kind of a line art type way to have with the stuff coming out of the ring or like kind of doing more of like a mixed media thing mm. because I'll have the ring and that'll be, that'll be a good reason for me to have like, well it'll be a good way for me to experiment with mixed media with that being like all the willpower things yes. that I could try to practice. So basically that's how this is coming along because like I need, I want to start doing a different type of artwork and like learning different styles. And I want to start doing more mixed media and adding like different drawings or things to a photo and how would I make that work? And it's like, well, you know, if I had the green lantern and the ring, I could pretty much turn all the stuff like different shades of green and Photoshop everything in like it's like something would do with willpower. So that's going to be the next project I'm going to start working on. And even then I could probably like, you know, have the ring and then, like, draw, like, a, a green cape or, like, you know, like, a <laughs> on it, you know. So it's all stuff that I want to try to practice with. That would and, be,
0: that's going to be awesome.
1: So oh. that's the nice next thing that I'm going to do.
0: Have you ever been to Comic-Cons in the suit?
1: Yes. Uh, the last one I went to was uh, Emerald City Comic-Con. Nice. It was, uh, was the last. I, I went this year in March or May. March. March. I went. Okay and i bought tickets for dragon con this year it's a big one that they have an event but my sister is getting married this year right and me being a bad brother forgot the date that she was getting married <laughs> so i bought i bought these dragon con tickets and then i was like actually i should double check and make sure so i bought the ticket the non-refundable ticket before i looked <laughs> And then I looked at her thing and I was like oh
0: no what did you so do I
1: can't go to <laughs> I, I, I can't go to the Dragon Con but I think I'm going to go to New York Comic-Con um, I'm still trying to find oh, out yes how I I just have to find like third party tickets because they're already all sold out. yeah but I do have a trip to New York that same week. I'll be in New York for almost two weeks the first two weeks of October.
0: If that's the so case, if that's the case, I need you to meet up with Mike. He was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Mike, um Mike makes fantastic pins, but he also fills out a Superman suit as well as anybody else that's not me. And I think you two together would just look awesome. Um How is he going? He's he lives in New York. Oh. So yeah, there's there's a photo shoot there somewhere happening. He's looking into to get in a kingdom come suit as well, but he's got a few other suits that I think you two together walking around the streets of New York is just perfection. <laughs> but also, um, would you ever consider coming to the Superman celebration?
1: I would. I would consider it. Yeah. I mean, that would probably be something I would do next year, um, <gasps> depending on where I am in the world. And, of course. And. You know, but I do want to do that eventually one day. There's so many people I would like to meet.
0: Good. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a celebration means a lot to me. But at the minute, I mean, it's it's difficult with all travel and work and work jobs and personal issues of getting back to America. But Superman celebration means so much to me. And um, each each year I go back, I, I plan on doing a little bit more each time. So to get yeah, like a
1: few years interviewing and all.
0: <laughs> that was again that came out of nowhere well they asked me like about two weeks before and i said yes before anything else and then worried for like the next two weeks i, I was up i was up at night I, I was ill i was not eating properly and um when i was in metropolis i was like getting so close to the date and i think each night i was getting less and less sleep and thoroughly annoying my girlfriend, probably, because I kept on waking her up saying, should I change this question to this question, or this question to that one? But Maureen was a fantastic help. She kept me grounded in that time, and um, seeing her in the front row, I sort of just, when I got on stage, the Geek of Steel, my sort of a persona as such, just took over, and the next hour sort of just flew by, but looking down at the front row and and seeing Maureen and Mike looking back giving me like good thumbs up you're doing all right that that made me not be sick over two serious celebrities because it was the scariest thing I've ever done but yes I would I would love to meet you in real life and and just talk about superman and your your experiences but also to meet you at the superman celebration would be awesome but I I'm I, I believe some people are, are meant to meet each other and some people over on the internet you're not meant to because they're not very nice. But <laughs> one day I'm pretty sure whether it's you coming back to England for a photo shoot or or me somehow bumping into you in America, um, I look forward to the day when this Superman fan can meet this Superman human being that is just the sort of person that I want to wear a Superman suit. So thank you, Jonathan, for, for coming on. Could you um please let everyone know where they can find you on social media?
1: Well, first, thanks for having me. And uh, social media, if you just type in Jonathan Bell, that's J O N A T H A N, last name is Bell, like Beauty and a Beast Bell, B E L L E, you'll find me anywhere you type that in google all my stuff will come up or on any of the platforms
0: there we go jonathan thank you so much for coming on all right i don't think this will be the last time okay
1: but it won't be it won't be the last time
0: yay well thank you go and enjoy your day i know you're is it seven hours behind
1: yes yes so so it is seven hours behind
0: yeah so 10 o'clock here so there we go i'm gonna go back and probably listen to this podcast and and smile but there we go Thank you so much, Jonathan. Okay, and I'll speak to you soon. You're welcome. Bye. Okay.